Welcome to an enlightening edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good pal, your good buddy, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who's rotten to the core. I give you that bad apple, the Brent. There look we at go. Him. Now I'm evil. Look at you. Look like a doofus. You look like the guy who used to fill up the gas tanks on like uh, uh, Mayberry. You mean the Andy Griffith show? That's right, in Mayberry. You know the dumb doofus type. That's you, doofus. So, speaking of doofuses, last week, in case you were wondering, hey, where's ARG? <laughs> we're still around, but since the uh, a certain man had drug <laughs> references in his game. <laughs> ARG, don't, don't say it, will get destroyed. On YouTube, was pulled from all of its subscribers, not to be seen. So we're hoping that won't happen again. We're going to keep the drug references to a minimum, minimum, Brent. So I hope the game you picked this week doesn't have a lot of uh, bad stuff in it. <laughs> no drugs this week. Oh, just, <laughs> just Xenocide. Oh, good Lord. So, with that out of the way, uh, we, believe it or not, we spun the wheel. I said we made the deal. It's an exciting deal. And this week, we're going to be looking at, uh, bam, the yeah. Apple II 2GS, Brent. What does the GS and GS stand for, That's good stuff. That's <laughs> what it means for. That's the Apple II GS, Brent. Now, listen. Before the Apple II GS, it was just crap. Yeah. Now, I know you're a, you're an Apple Apple guy. You love you some Apple, don't you? How many Apples and Macs have you had? Owned? Yeah. Me, personally? Yeah. A big old Zorro. Yeah, me either. But well, actually, what, I, do, I, do have, I have the one. I got All one. Right. All right, but that, that I've got said, that little Mac statue. That's not good enough. Well, no, that thing's awesome. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of the old uh, Apple, but that much said, eh. I put my uh, unfounded biases aside and took a look, a, a, a good wholesome look here at the Apple II GS because I found it quite a, quite interesting, actually, uh, the Brent. I didn't know anything about this except I'd heard this was a very popular uh, machine. So, picture the Apple II. This is a machine that debuted in, I don't like, know the, in, Apple the, in the late like. 70s. Around 1977, the original Apple II came out. The popular, uh, the crazy popular Apple II. Okay. And over the years, Apple would augment the Apple II with the Apple II, Apple IIc, the Apple IIe, you know, and, and these machines were all improvements because if you think about the Apple, the original Apple II was pretty rudimentary, and you had to do a bunch of crazy stuff to get to work. But it was a capable machine. And so, eventually, they decided, hey, it's the people have spoken. We need something to move the Apple II series along. Well, We need two letters, not just yeah. that one we've been at. Well, I mean, the thing is, the Apple II GS is a sort of a, it's quite a leap from the original Apple, because basically what you've got here is a whole new machine that's still, uh, for the most part, backwardly ca uh, uh, capable of running the Apple II software. Why did they make this machine? Well, uh, it's a simple reason. Money. Uh, well, they felt like they were getting <laughs> left behind because of the uh, uh, the Amiga 1000, the Atari ST line uh, had, had debuted. And Apple thought, okay, what are we going to do here? So they really had two paths to go down. They could... And the people were clamoring for some sort of new Apple II, which is what right. they gave them. But Apple saw the writing on the wall, and they're like, listen, we're not going to keep uh, fooling around with the Apple II forever. We've got to move the There's the only line, so many letters. Right? And so Apple had also had the Macintosh. The Macintosh was the uh, monochrome machine that was uh, also gaining in popularity at the time. 
So with all that said, they did in fact release the Apple II. The Apple II was pretty strong out of the gate. Apple II GS. Um, it uh, uh, it had a eight megahertz sixty five C eight sixteen. It had a built in super drive. It had two megs on the board, and it had a hard drive. Not bad. Yeah. All right. It was capable of a lot of graphics <laughs> modes. Yeah. I like higher color graphics modes, and. But one thing it was, it was, like I said, you could put your old Apple II stuff in it. The Apple ran into the problem that the PC ran into. You've got decades, uh, or you've got over a decade, or a decade of software right. that you don't want you to toss on in, right. in the pile. Right. You know, and Shazam. so, yeah, there you go. And so what What do they have to do? They try to make everybody happy. Uh, the thing had was more expandable than the majority of Apple's. It had... Serial ports in the back. It had expansion slots. It had seven expansion slots on it. Uh, it had uh, composite RGB outs. It had a, uh, a, a, a headphone jack. Hey, that's something. I'm just saying, these are things you didn't always see that were integrated in the machine. Sure. We laugh now, but a lot of these uh, sorts of things weren't integrated uh, on the uh, on the original Apples, or really any machine. And so this was uh, stuck in there to fill a gap. Uh, this is what a lot of people consider the the, the 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 link in the chain between the Apple II series and the Mac series. Now, with that said, I can see that. Can you play Mac stuff on this? No. Oh no, no, no you no, cannot. No. It's but it does play its stuff plus the Apple stuff. And I will say, after looking through uh, uh, a lot of games to try to pick out something to play, yeah, uh, I was pretty impressed. Uh, Listen, they had games that were right in the same uh, wheelhouse as uh, the computers they were shooting for, the Amiga or the uh, or the Atari. Well, I no, mean, no, they I were, agree. Now, when yeah. I like, I'll give you an example. Uh, there were they did a great version of Ryston. I, I would have almost well, it. well, I'm getting, getting to it. I'm getting yeah, to okay. it. Okay, and it looks great, but the problem is it's it doesn't scroll well. And so, and and that kind of, I mean, this is sort of what you're talking about here. This is a capable machine within reason. It's not, but it, it's not going to displace, in terms of gaming, <clears throat> it's not going to displace the Atari or the uh, uh, the Amiga in that in that area. But I did see, were, I was surprised at the amount of stuff that got ported over to it. Uh, I was surprised that with the sheer amount of games. I would see lists of 50 or 100 games for the GS. And I was surprised. Because uh, quite a few of these look pretty good. Yeah. Now, here's here's the thing. Yeah. And I think you were in the same boat. Back in the day, I mean, you're talking Amiga, early DOS, that, that yeah. era. This era, uh, Apple was never seen as the gaming platform, right? Yeah, they've never I mean, been seen as I, that. Amiga, Amiga's got kind of games and graphics and sound. And, uh, uh, of course, your DOS evolved into... Much bigger things, but it always was like the secondary gaming machine right. when it first came out. And when it came to Mac, it was like, no, Mac, Mac doesn't have any games. And I remember thinking that for a long time. And I had buddies who owned Macs because their their uh, parents used them for work. Yeah. So I actually have Mac experience from Mac <clears throat> in that time. Period. Oh, really? Okay. Now he ne- they never had a GS, but they had a they had an Apple II. And um, when the when you play games on it. It always felt uh, uh, a little behind the times, but okay. Yeah. When I started looking at this GS stuff, yeah, I was stunned 
at how good it looked and ran. Yeah, I, it Stunned. was. I have to say, I, I'm I'm right there with you uh, on that. I wasn't expecting this, uh, something like this. And what compounds the, the the surprise to me is, and we talked about this quite a bit this week, <clears throat> the emulation scene. And the and the or, and the, uh, uh, the 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 forums and the and the interest around the two GS to me seems practically zero. Uh, well, there's hardly anyone. I, we did. I had a, we had to figure it out, brother. We yeah. had a couple people help us, but I mean, it was like there's no. I, I don't know what did you you emulated this differently than I did. What did you use to emulate? Uh, I'll have to look up the actual name. But while I'm looking that up, here's the thing. I think when you're from the PC side of things. Finding Mac or Apple emulation is more difficult than if we were on the Apple side of the pond or even the Linux side of the pond. I saw a lot more personal emulators for that ran off of Macintosh to do these old systems really? than I found on uh, you know DOS based systems or Windows based systems. I used XGS slash 32. Uh, okay. It's an emulator from 2000. So tw- o- over two decades ago. I saw that like, one and I thought it's so old I'm not going to bother with no, it. No, that was the way to go. And I'll have to say I, I was uh, really disappointed that no one has picked up this mantle and made a modern, stable, good emulator for the GS. Because I would like to go back and play some of these games. Right now, it's such a hassle to come to get into this world if you're on the PC side of things. And the Mac, my, the Mac side of things might be the exact same way. I just know I saw more emulation for the Mac stuff. These games are being lost to time because the Apple side of things, the Apple people, the Apple Apple emulator crowd doesn't seem to want to support some of this older hardware. And it's heartbreaking. It's odd. It's heartbreaking. Well, you know, because I think there's a lot of good stuff here. Uh, well, I mean, if you could think about it, and I know I, Boat had always told me, because Boat, Boat knows a little bit more about Apple. He worked with, he was an Apple guy. Uh, he told me that the GS was a pretty popular machine. I, and up up until this show, I wasn't 100% sure why, but now I understand. It's basically, it's like the top of the heap for Apple II. Like, this is the yes. it, top of the heap. Yes. So, if you have if you're into the Apple II stuff, this is this the twelve hundred a, a, a nice a nice uh, step up for that. Yeah, uh, but if you're uh, trying to emulate it like us, like I ended up using Mess, you know, or Mame, depending on how you have it branched out. And in, in some ways, it's like emulating the Amiga. You've got different there's different versions of the of the uh, BIOS or the ROM boot up software, and they, they make radical differences in the games. Ability to play. There's one. There's three. There's some other stuff. Then you've got to understand how the the uh, the drives work in Mame. Mame has the drives set up, and this is something else about the Apple II GS that's sort of interesting. I mean, if you think about it, the Apple II, all the software for the Apple II was on five quarter inch floppy drives, right? And all, all and all the and the GS came with uh, three and a half inch drives. So it's more of the style of the time. Right. No one was shipping with five and a quarter. But they did sell uh, five and a quarter inch drives you could hook into the Apple II GS, and so when you're emulating this in Mame, Mame sets up the first. T- they sets up four drives, and the first two they set up as five and a quarter. Well, you can't boot GS software off those. So it's little things like that that you've got to sort of figure out what you're doing 
uh, to to uh, get into the game. But once we did, I played several games. I really enjoyed. It. I thought they were a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, maybe someone down the road uh, trying some more of them out. Well, and again, I I think that the the community and I didn't see a whole lot. Now, granted, I only looked at this for about a week. I didn't see a whole lot of chatter out there for people even wanting this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of the games you're going to be able to play on like systems that are going to run them better. Well, I mean, there Maybe is some sort of there thing. is some crossover. There, I look specifically for uh, exclusive games. That's what I and did. there's yeah. not a ton. Yeah, I, I, we both played games. I think both. No, nope, mine was not an exclusive. Yeah, well, yours have ended up. But I mean, well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I really want to shout out the people who do do things for the uh, GS community. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of people out there, but I'd love to see it get larger. I'd love to see better emulation for this system. Yeah, and I want to say a special thanks to uh, Top Retro Games channel. Check him out. He does a ton of GS stuff. He's got videos on how to set up emulators. He provided the videos we're using now because I, MAME, I never can get good captures out of MAME, so I use his stuff. And so he's got a real uh, informative channel if you're going down the uh, rabbit hole for GS. Absolutely. With all that said, uh, we did uh, pick two games uh, this week to look into, and we both tried <clears> to get out. It's I don't think we made any rules about it, but we both no. ended up picking up games that I don't really uh, that at least I know mine didn't release for any of the system. And yours had a limited release. Let's get into what you picked this week, but I'll let you uh, start the show. What do you got? I went for Xenocide. All right, and, and this. The whole reason, I started looking for exclusives, right? Yeah. And I, I kind of got to the end of that path. And I said, man, none of these really tickle my fancy. And I wanted to play a game called Crocker something. It was something about a bird, right? Could not find it. Could not find it. And I, it was uh, from Pangea Software. Yeah. So I said, you know what? This Pangea Software, and I'm going to get into them in a second incredibly interesting co story, company, whatever you want to say. And uh, I said, I'm going to pick one of their games. So I picked one of their early games, Xenocide. But before we get into that, I want to talk about Pangea Software. Aaron, have you ever heard of Pangea Software? Just from your game. That's okay. the only time I've heard of them. Uh, they were founded in 87. And they are uh, they started on the very beginning... They actually had some other things on the Apple II, but the Apple II GS was their first commercially released game. And they're a developer. And they're a developing company of one. Okay? They will contract... <laughs> now, yeah. they will contract people in, but the company themselves, one person, and that is Brian Greenstone. Yeah. Uh, you can tell Brian is, first of all, very proud of his work. And he has some documentary-style... Uh, videos out there about his company that he did about uh, a decade ago. And watching this and learning about his company was the most enjoyable part of my week this week. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun uh, going through his adventures, and I'm not going to get into all of his stories. You can uh, check out his... Uh, if you just do a search for Pangea Software, you can hear how he came up with the name, uh, the misspelled name, I might add, and how he did some of the back end of the Mac life, some of the older stuff. But I want to talk about his experiences with Xenocide. This was a passion project in his youth. I'm talking young, young, like teens. And he had been dabbling with software beforehand, but he was, you know, 
in high school, had a girlfriend, all that stuff going on. You know how it is, life. And him and his girlfriend broke up. And he said, you know what? Screw this noise. It's mid-December. Uh, I don't got anything else to do. I'm going to write a game. And he did. He wrote, he started writing Xenocide. And he, he had a buddy doing art for him. And he said, this, you know, this is going to be big. And then their house, their apartment got broken into. And they stole his buddy's computers and televisions and, and you know, VCRs, because that was the big thing back in the day, and all this stuff. Probably the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and they said, listen, if his, if this game, his prototype he had on disc, and his computer got stolen, that had been it. The company would have been dead right on the spot, because he had no backups. And he said he learned a valuable lesson from that, and he started keeping backups at that time at his parents' house. So he... It's little obstacles like that that they've overcome for years and years and years, and they're still active. They're mm. still active today. They do iPhone games now. No, that's nothing to cringe at. In fact, they did one of the first iPhone games of all time, sold it for ten bucks uh, on the store, on the App Store, and he had a he has a great bit on that where he's talking about they wanted to price it at twenty nine dollars because that's what. DS games and, and handheld games were going for. So uh, he went and Steve Jobs said, listen, man, that's too much. We're thinking more like, you know, $10, $15 range. So they're like, well, okay, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to back it back. We're going to sell it for 10 bucks. That's what it hit the store at. And then, and it sold really well because it was one of the first ones. It, it was also the first physics-based puzzle games they actually coined that phrase. So, uh, it got on the App Store, sold really well, and then all these little dumb apps started coming out, right? All these 99-cent apps, and it pushed the price down and down and down until he was selling it for 5 bucks. Very interesting part of this, though, that is the model that all software on phones are based off of now. His price drive, his price getting driven down. If those little crap things would have never made it to the app store, apps on the phone would still be ten, fifteen dollars because that's what they would have sold at. So Pangea Software has this huge uh, part of the market so widespread for for decades, and almost nobody knows who they are because they were only an Apple-based software company. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about Xenocide and what the game was. Uh, released in 87, this was a uh, story where you play a, a space marine pilot guy and you are uh, tasked to go and destroy these three moons of aliens before they come and conquer your planet. And the only way, apparently, you can do that is to explode the entire moon, which I would think would have far greater... That's what you do. <laughs> Take out the whole moon. It's a lot easier that way. I would think that'd have far greater uh, issues with your planet, but yeah. what do I know? Uh, this game is played over four game types. Well, three game types, really. When the game first starts out, you are on the lunar surface driving to your destination. And it has like a little built-in path, but you don't have to stick to it. And 
it's a first person. You're inside the vehicle. So things are hitting the glass. You're running into space <laughs> bugs, bugs. And it's squishing on your windshield. And if you hit too many rocks, your your windshield starts to crack and eventually it'll blow open and you die and you lose a life. And the whole point of this level is to collect canisters. Uh, they're just scattered throughout the world. Uh, and it's a straight path. If you just drive down the road, it's a straight path. But of course, the path is winding left and right and all that good jazz. But the canisters you pick up allow you to store more ammo and rockets for the second stage of the game. So, first driving, part one of the game. Then the game completely shifts. Now you're in a scrolling uh, side perspective where you're a little space guy, you've got your jetpack, you're flying around, you've got guns, and you've got bombs. And the whole point of this section of the game is to collect the bombs you're going to use to destroy the planet, or the moon, sorry. Uh, I like how they're stored inside yeah, the moon. That's right, uh, that's the way you do it. So you have uh, full up-down, left-right control, plus you've got a button for your gun, a button for your bomb, and you can switch out to these uh, special things. You can make your shield stronger. You can fly a little bit faster. You can shoot a little bit faster. Uh, and you choose one of those at the different oxygen fill-ups. Because in this world, or in, in this section of the game, you have to worry about the damage you're taking and your ox your air supply. The the enemies in that. this <laughs> are they're they're kind of small. They're they're very small, ranging from very like one grid section, up to about four moving around the screen, and they're all kind of just blobby shapes, and they're not very descript. But you've also got laser cannons on the walls, and you've got uh, satellites or little laser beams that you have to destroy one end or the other to collapse the beam to move one. This is sort of, it's not a puzzle, right? Because it's not a puzzle, but there are sections where you have to figure out where you need to fly, where you need to shoot, or where you need to drop a bomb to uh, destroy the laser grid that's stopping your path so you can move forward. And there's checkpoints along the way that let you refill your air and your ammo and stuff. And the checkpoints also, when you die, you go back there. Correct. Well, that's, a, that's that. a checkpoint, yeah. yeah. Uh, the really neat aspect of this stage is the explosion effects. You'll have all, you have a bunch of uh, containers or maybe section of wall that set up that when you hit it, it chain explodes across everything else. It's a really neat effect. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part of this. I wish there was more of it. There is a ton of it. Yeah. And it's used to clear out usually pathways that you need to, to go down. Um, controls in this are actually pretty tight. It's a lot better than the, than the uh, car section. The car section, the analog is tough. It's tough. Did you have a problem with that? I had I had control problems in both games. That I'm oh, sure they were emulator emulator. Based. Okay. I know one thing. At the beginning of this game, there's a thing that lets you set your joystick up. Never yes. do that. Oh, I, I had I, I had fairly that. good luck. If I did that, it, my joystick would work. Because uh, this is based off analog controls. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> it was something that uh, I was happy when I got to the jetpack station part of the game. Because while the driving section was fun, it was neat, it was interesting, it was also pretty annoying. I mean, just the was, control aspect of it. Yeah. So when you get all the bombs, then you go into the 
into the uh, uh, water section of the game. And it's just like the jetpack station, except now you constantly are pulled down. So you, you're kind of fighting uh, the, the pressure of the water wanting to push you down. It's the same kind of section, though. You just fly around. You're collecting keys this time to access the, the main alien base. Uh, same kind of deal. You know, you've got your guns, you've got your bombs, you've got your same uh, enemy types. Well, they're different, and uh, but it's the same either one square or usually no bigger than four squares or maybe eight squares. As you make your way through this, and this is a long section, this part is far more puzzly, uh, but you can get through it. Then you go to the final section of the game, and that is a top-down, uh, a la gauntlet, for lack of a better example, where you are running around this alien base, planting bombs on different sections. Uh, when you get, you have your five bombs that you collected in the first stage, you get your keys from the second stage to get in, now you're planting the bombs to blow up this facility. This part sort of reminded me of Awesome on the Amiga. You know, it's a multi-stage game like this, and there's a section where you have a top-down view like this. Yeah, okay. Where you run around. And, and uh, you've still got your, your gun. You still have your uh, grenades, your bit, your missiles. You still have all the optional things that you can equip, like your uh, bigger shield. And then you also have some uh, extra weapons and stuff in this, like landmines that wouldn't make any sense on any of the other levels. So you... Plant all your bombs in the specific locations, and then you hit the teleporter, and you teleport out. And uh, when you do that, the moon explodes, and you travel to the next moon. Three moons into the game. Do not think this game is short. This thing is a beast. It is super long. All the levels are incredibly long. A little mazy, so you can get lost. But I'll have to say, Aaron, I kind of like this game a lot. Did you did you actually blow up a planet when you did? Oh, no, 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 no. I did not get that far. I, I did get to all the sections of the game, and to even do that, I had to cheat. I had to do uh, infinite lives. Yeah. Now, you can, there are infinite uh, energy bugs or energy codes out there. I did not use those because I thought that was taking it a little too far. I wanted to experience the game without being a complete cheat and without having any kind of, like, holdback. But the game is hard. It is very difficult. And uh, having only a week to get as far as I could with it, I wanted to see all the parts of the game, so I did cheat. I uh, I had a little trouble getting... I had trouble getting both these to work, but I had more trouble with this. But once I got it working, of course, you can't blame the game for that. Uh, I was uh, I was very impressed with this game. It's got the sound is actually cool. Uh, the, Some of it, yeah. Like <laughs> when you when you hit the bugs, it makes this noise. Blah, it's yeah. like a splat noise. When you hit the catches, it's like burn. Yeah, sounds like you're uh, whacking someone and one must fall. <clears throat> they definitely had their little digital clips. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the section uh, where you are where you're flying underground, it sort of had a hero vibe to it. Sure. It's like if hero. Uh, uh, and Turrican had a son. Is this what it reminded <laughs> me of uh, when you're down here? Uh, the I, 
I, I'm like you. I had to. I, I first I played this straight up. And oh, I still no. managed to get here. <laughs> I managed to get to the underground part, but not the oh, water sure. part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I got. I, I did finally. I tapped out the water part. I couldn't get past the water. Uh, but uh, I, I, I like the. I like the fact that you use the charge up stations as checkpoints. It's a good idea. Yeah. The explosions you talked about. They are awesome. Where they things blow up and it's like kinetic. Chain reaction. Yes. It's just it's awesome looking. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I would have enjoyed this again. I, it, emulating this was di- for the way I emulated it. I the controls didn't feel great to me. I tried to make them the best I could, but I, something tells me with a proper analog stick, like this would actually be a treat to play. Uh, in fact, this game, this is one of the games. Well, actually, both are games, but more this one. Let me know. It's like okay, this machine is a ca- pretty capable machine. Yeah. We're not playing with a, we're not gonna be playing uh, uh, Apple and Apple two games. We're gonna okay. be playing. These are a step. <laughs> they are they're a step up. They're absolutely. A step you know, and I've played stuff on the Mac. You know, a lot of the old Macs have been in black. I mean, this is a this is colorful. There's not. This would not be out of place on uh, uh, any of the more of the sixteen bit machines. I agree. You could easily put this, and this would have been. Uh, uh, well received. I mean, frankly, if you want, if you want my opinion on it, you've got yourself a winner here. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, you know, the uh, uh, that water level was long. Uh, I mean, I played it, it for a while. I never got yeah. off of it. I was just like, ah, well, and you have to keep finding the keys yeah. to advance because, and, and it's far more mazy than the uh, bomb collecting yeah. level. But I, it, it's not. If that part of it's not unfair. And really, the enemies are only sort of unfair. When you spawn in from from a death, yeah. you can get hit immediately. And that sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm going to let it slide just because there's, there's so much going on yeah. in this game. It's not perfect. But, I mean, no, it's got, no, it's it's got, got a lot of It's got a lot of nice touches. Yeah. The lava effects, the fire effects, the... Uh, uh, the, like I said, I liked. I thought the sound was. It was your sort. It was. This reminds me of like uh, an Amiga style game with PC. Like we just started getting good sounds type yes. sound. Yeah. Like we're gonna use. Uh, we're gonna use samples and stuff, and then you know, that's what it reminded me of, like a baby's first sound effects uh, kit. But it was still. I found it amusing. That stuff always amuses me. Like I said, I wish I could better say that how the control was. I mean, how did this control for you? You had a different system than I did to play um, on. I, it did okay. The yeah. The driving section for me was ultra sensitive. Like, I could not yeah. use my thumb to do the analog. I had to actually hold it by the, the top. That driving section is just tough in general. It was just, it was, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was hard to avoid stuff. It was the, it was the lowest. And it was cool of the, looking, of though, the confident programming over the four sections that I played. I thought it looked good though. The scroll. Oh, it was did. Smooth. It looked incredible. Yeah. This yeah. one's this one's absolutely uh, worth checking out. Well, uh, I really enjoyed it. And here's a few. I was surprised. A, a few <laughs> other tidbits, right? Uh, this was developing by Pangea, but not produced by Pangea. Yeah. They actually had a different company doing their production. And uh, uh, Brian Greenwell learned a lot of stuff from this. Or, I'm sorry, Greenstone. He, 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 first of all, he learned that he doesn't make nearly as much money if you're not working both sides of the pond. If you're just doing development, uh, you're going to lose out on a lot of cash. He made 
roughly five thousand dollars from this game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And this is in the the late eighties. Good, not great. Yeah. Um, and it was something that he was dead as a young child, so of course he took his money and bought a jet ski. Um, <laughs> so yeah. we talked a little bit earlier. You said that this was an exclusive to the Apple. Yeah. It wasn't because the producers of the games, the publishers, I should say, took it and gave it to a DOS publisher and said, this game did really well on the Mac. Go make it. They Pangea had no input at all. Um, I, I had a, a cup of coffee with the DOS version. Yeah. it It's the same game, right? The same level layout and all that stuff. And it's not nearly as frantic, but that doesn't make it better. Uh, I would say that I prefer the GS version. Um, maybe it's because I spent more time with it. If I played the DOS one more, maybe I would it would grow on me. But I think that the GS version is the way to play this game. And I do recommend everyone go out and check this out. You know, this is I think this is an experience worth having, even if you only get to play it on the DOS. Um, it, I don't think it's going to be as good. I think this is worth playing. Aaron, what do you think? I agree. And I, this also for friends over in Europe that like that uh, that uh, type of exploration style gameplay, like your uh, like your Turricans and whatnot. This has this is a nice hybrid. Yeah. Because you're, you're there is exploration elements, but ultimately as you go through the exploration, you're it's leading you towards the end of the level. Yeah. So in some ways, it's almost like a it's. I'm gonna say it's faux. It doesn't tell you, make you take the path, but you're gonna end up at the end of the level if you keep going the right way, uh, which is which I like. That yeah. actually that's good for me because yeah. I don't get lost. Uh, so, but I think this is a uh, if you're a fan of these sorts of games and you've got the ability to run this one, I, I think you give it a shot. Uh, I'm guessing uh, when I ask you this, I think I know the answer. But did you did you have any luck finding these for sale anywhere? Uh, no, not I. I didn't actually look. To see what the price of this was going for modern day, I know back in the na- the day this was sold for thirty bucks. Yeah, uh, in the eighties, that's pretty remarkable. Um, I uh, uh, I looked at uh, Apple GS stuff to see how, what the how the wins were, and there it's. Uh, I mean, there was some out there, but the prices really were all over the map, even amongst similar titles. And then uh, a lot of titles just weren't represented at all. Looks like new. Uh, in box, not new, but in box, this will run you about fifty dollars. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Of course, then you got to have something to the thing to run it on. You know, oh that's, yeah, <laughs> that's the amazing thing. Uh, we didn't get any reviews on any games this week, did we? For uh, no, our, because no one can run. I any. think the emulation killed a lot. And of I people. looked around for just magazine reviews, and I couldn't find. Okay, so did you find any? I want to mention. Yes, I want to mention something about the magazine review. I'm glad that you reminded me on that. This was reviewed by several magazines, and uh, several of them gave uh, high praise to the game. But one out, uh, outfit in particular, Computer Gaming World, uh, was very harsh on the game. Really? A- and uh, if you actually go and look at the review, you see why a book named Xenocide was released around the same time very as this Very famous, game. yeah, very yeah. popular book, yeah. Has nothing to do with the game. Right. They're completely separate. Yeah. Well, the dude hated the book, and he kept referencing the book 
in the game review about how much he hated the book. And he kept on talking about the disgusting storyline and, and, and the, uh, uh, you know, how could they do that? How could they make a game about this? None of that's in the game. None of the book is in the game. <laughs> oh, man. So I don't know if this was another situation where the dude didn't play the game. What, is, just... it with, what is it with you finding these reviews? <laughs> There's another one. Yeah, but uh, uh, but everyone who did play the game and, and gave reviews uh, reviewed it quite high. Yeah, I don't know how you could give this a bad score. I, mean, no, I, I think don't it's either. too good a game for that. Well, good stuff. You got anything else? Is that I think I'll do it. All right, I think man. I'll do it. I really enjoyed this, though. I like that, man. I thought this was a, I thought this was a winner. So, you know, I wanted to go down a, a similar path. Uh, I uh, uh, wanted to find something that was unique to the system, but I'll be honest with you. I was watching some videos so just to see what was available, and I found a game I wanted to cover that, and I didn't know what its status was. It turns out it was a it was a exclusive to the system, so I got lucky there. Uh, but I ended up picking a little something called, bam, Ancient Glory. Ancient <laughs> Glory, Brent. Uh, that's glory from way back. Yeah, that's an old school glory. Uh, this was a, a, this is a, this game has sort of an interesting past. Uh, um, in its final uh, version, it was developed by Westwood Associates and published by Big Red Computer Club. What's a great name? <laughs> uh, they uh, Big Red Computer Club. Remember pub- Big Red Racing? Yeah, I, I know. I know you're gonna say that. Uh, Big Red Computer Club didn't publish a ton, but they did publish some stuff on the G uh, on the GS, including the Lost Treasures of Infocom. I remember that package coming out where it had tons of Infocom games. Shanghai Two, which I also remember Shanghai. All right, Bard's Tale Two and Mazer Two. Uh, Westwood, uh, if you'll remember them, they were they were quite a successful outfit. Uh, they did the Command and Conquer stuff, Earth and Beyond, which I think Earth and Beyond pretty much took them out. Uh, they were responsible for that old school BattleTech uh, game on the PC. Uh, so they they uh, had they were uh, a pretty prolific publisher. They ultimately got uh, bought, and then uh, I think it was after uh, Earth and Beyond, As they, these got, things they go. got dissolved yeah. into a, yeah, another company. Uh, th- this also gets, there's also credit here to an outfit called Logical Design Works. Uh, we actually, they, they worked on this in some capacity. There's a checkered past here, which I'll get to. They worked on, uh, Street Rod 2, Realms of Impossibility, which I went, Tells of Armageddon. So they had some, there's some pretty good pedigree behind the game. Uh, so, as far as I could tell, because I never got a definitive story on this. Okay. Um... Ancient Glory was being developed for the PC. Okay. Okay. Makes by sense. Westwood, which Westwood did a lot of PC stuff. And was be and was being ported to the GS, the uh, Apple II GS. Okay. Something happened and the Apple t- and the PC version was never either completed and released or just never released. Hmm. And so the ended up the only version that ended up coming out was the port to the GS from the PC, a port of a game that wasn't released from the system it was ported from, and that's crazy because this game screams DOS. It it well <laughs> it, at me, least to me, yeah. It, in some ways, it does. Uh, it's a yeah, it, but I thought that was odd. I'll try to look into this a little bit, but I, there wasn't a whole lot to it. I just I think that's the story. I just think it's <laughs> for whatever reason it never got released, uh, and I think 
I think the fact that logical designs in the mix, I think someone went bankrupt along the way or something. One of these deals normally again, happens it's, it's, that way. It's cloudy. So, what is uh, what is this game, Ancient Glory? Well, everyone knows about the the Herkster, right? Hercules. <laughs> this is the Herc's journey to his godhood. Uh, it's a it's a side scrolling game that takes its uh, basis in ancient Greek mythology. Everybody likes Greek mythology. Absolutely. You got Zeus. You got Medusa. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got the Cyclops. You got all the characters you love. And uh, they're running around at Greece and doing their thing. And that's what this is. Racing gnomes. So, no, they're not doing that because that's, that. no, who does that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you play the part of Hercules as you run through the game to attempt to uh, basically gain favor from these gods by doing their dirty work uh, and, and and basically amusing them. And this game, I will say, it, it, it tells you your place almost immediately because even on the, the very first level of this game, you start off and you are just standing there and you have to start yeah. walking toward the right. There's no explanation of what's going on. Uh, you're in Thebes. And, and if you just stand there for too long, a, a hand come, just appears from heaven and just points at the ground and a monster comes out of it and attacks you. It pours, pours the water and, down. And, yeah. this, and this is a running gag in this game. If you dally, uh, uh, presumably Zeus will just say, I'm not, I'm not interested enough in what you're doing. <laughs> I've come here to screw you. And occasionally, on a rare occasion, he will help you by giving you a health potion. But I've noticed that most of the time, he just screws you. Yeah. And this reminds me, if you, were, if you ever saw, uh, uh, what was the movie? There was a movie where there was a big arena, and Zeus could just reach into the arena and do stuff. Yeah, uh, 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 Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, that's right. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of, just in case yeah. they would just screw with it, you. It 100% was based off that flair, yes. So this game is, I guess what you would call this, is a, is a left-to-right beat-em-up, where you walk Hercules across the, uh, a, a path, and fight whatever's in front of you. Now, uh, it's it. I do like some of the elements of this game because it doesn't just send you down. A, it does. There's not a linear path. You you. Uh, there. I mean, the gameplay that happens on the levels is linear, but the actual picking of the levels, you get to pick wherever you want to go. Yeah. But they guide you through scrolls. You'll get two scrolls on the first level as you walk from left to right, and they'll say, "Listen, you need to go consult the uh, Oracle of Delphi." To to uh, learn about what you're supposed to do, and another, and then there's another scroll that says, "Okay, here's another mission. You can do this," and then you're set loose to go. But you get a map to go pretty much wherever you want, with a few exceptions. You can go anywhere you want on the map. It's a big map. It gives you tons and tons of places to go. Uh, and so once you complete the first level, you're on your own. They just give you this map, and you can listen to the scrolls or you can't. But the one thing that's that is made clear at Delphi is that Hercules has 17 days. To complete the tasks at hand. If he doesn't complete them, he loses and you lose the game. And every time you travel to one of these distant areas, it takes actual time. Like, yeah. in, not real time, but in game time. It tells you how long the travel So, like, take. if you're yeah. going from Thebes to, say, uh, 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 Nemea, it may take Hercules four hours and 15 minutes to walk there. It may take 20 hours yeah. to walk to some of these places. And so that comes off the overall clock. It's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that. Uh, when you start with Hercules, you're unarmed, but the, yeah. eventually you'll pick up a club. But at first, all you're doing is kicking, kicking scorpions, and it is sort of funny to watch Hercules 
just walk up and kick these scorpions. And because apparently the guy that worked on one of Yes's albums, he loves those big orchestra strikes. Yeah. <laughs> because every time you do anything, it goes, wow, wow, big orchestra strike every time. If you're kicking a bug, wow. If you're hitting a, like a, a hydra, wow, over and over, no matter what weapon it is. You know, so that's what, that's kind of goofy. So as you, when you pick up your weapon, you'll see there's a, at the bottom of the screen, the screen's sort of split in half. The top of the screen's the action. The bottom of the screen is your strength, the time you've got left, and it's and a, and a grid of boxes that have outlines in them of, that can put various weapons and accoutrement in them. Basically, inventory of things Correct. you're going to collect. Right, right. It sort of tells you, hey, you can fill all this up uh, if you're if you're good enough. Which FYI, wasn't. Uh, and so once you uh, finish the very first task at Thebes, you can go anywhere you want. Some places you go, like Delphi. There's no combat at all. You just walk in and the Oracle says, like, hey, here's where you should go. Here's what your mission is. Uh, or if you <laughs> if you go to Athens, uh, you'll get the, uh, they'll give you a bow. And that, But there's no combat there. Some places you'll go, and I will use the, uh, uh, I'll use the, 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 the Dodona River, uh, for example. You go there and you are in, uh, on the side of the river, and you're walking left to right, and you're being attacked by creatures, okay? Uh, often in this game, you will fight lions. Yep. You will fight scorpions, Time. lobsters, yep. right? And uh, snakes. Yep. Bulls. Yep. Bulls are the worst, I'd say, of the bunch in terms of, like, just your run. Although, I will say the snakes are annoying, too, because Herc can, Herc can use his weapons in different ways. When you have the club or the sword, you've got uh, just a central strike, an upper strike, and a lower strike, okay? Yep. And so you have to understand how these work. And, you, of course, they understand about you, you know, use the – it would work better with analog. But you when you yeah, – yeah, it would. I mean, it's, been, it's it, meant it, for it's analog. A, yeah, it does okay with analog. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> my joystick was okay, not great. And it hampered me on this game as well, just like it did on your game. Uh, but uh, on the snakes – on the on the stuff like the lobsters and the scorpions, you swing down. Okay, yeah. simple. But the snakes rise up and go down, and so you're ever trying to gauge where they're at. They're tough to fight. And the lions and the bulls, you just whack them upside the head. Well, you're, the thing you need to understand with this is your downstrike clearly made to hit ground enemies. Yeah. No problem. Makes contact every time. Your forward strike, which you would think you'd use for like lions and bulls and stuff like that, Sometimes just is too high, and yeah. it's it's real annoying. I think it's all basically just how they were drawn on <laughs> the hit the hitbox. Uh, you're gonna need the upper strike to fight some of the bigger stuff, which we'll get yeah. to that in a second. But for the most part, you're fighting animals. Now, the animals in this game will run right at you, and they'll get up on you, and then you're then you've got a almost like a stalemate that they can sort of hit you, and you can't do squat them, so you sort of have to back up. And anytime you do that, they're going to get a free shot at you. So you don't want them to get up on top of you. Now, if you've just got a, a, a melee weapon like a club or a sword, it's a problem. If you've got something like a bow and arrow, it's which I don't know how much you use that. It, you you get, ran out of arrows so fast. Well, you well I'll get to that, but you get you can get more arrows. But well, I, mean, I know, but the arrows let you stay far away from stuff to shoot it, obviously. I mentioned you've got tons of places to go. I, I sort of went through and tried. Well, let me tell you something. There's nothing on this game. 
There, I found the manual. The manual oh. has nothing. It basically t- gives you the most basic. I mean, it's got nothing. Yeah. The uh, the support for this game, the fans talk about nothing. Facts, nothing. There's nothing. So I, I give to you now the most definitive information you over here about Ancient Glory <clears throat> for, for all the time. So again, you're going all over uh, the area, and you can pick where you want to go, like I said, and different places, different stuff. For example, P- uh, Pylos which is a uh, dock-based journey where you're on, like, the docks. All you do on here is fight crabs, crabs and, and, and nonstop and scorpions. And at the end of it, you fight harpies, which is yeah. pretty... Did you get to that part where the plot I, I did not harpies? I didn't go there, no. I never went to that city. <clears throat> on some of these levels, you fight mythical creatures at the end of the level. That's, like, the end boss. Yes. And they're pretty cool-looking, man. They're pretty, they're pretty neat-looking, and they're well done. They've got their own unique sound effect often. Uh, which is cool, and so harpies at the end of that level. If you go to Stamopolis, you I know, I'm trying. You you go through scorpions and lions, but eventually you get the guys with spears, and you've got those, that's a tough level. It's real tough. Now, this is one of the levels that doesn't have an end boss. You go to the end of the level, and then there's just a couple scrolls and some health, and maybe some arrows, that's it. So here's the thing about this game that I found particularly amusing. Let's say you don't give a crap, right? You can run through the level and not fight anything. Yes. And you get the old Blackboro train on you. Like, you get, like, uh, 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 you can have two lions, a bull, and a bunch of scorpions, and some spearmen chasing you through the forest as you sc- skip merrily along, because Herc has a pretty amusing jump he can do. Yes. So you can pretty much just leap over most I, that's of That's what I did to all the bulls. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the problem with that. Like, so they just chase you. And so when you get to the end of the level... You better, you've got, when you, at this, in this game, when you get to the end of the level, you just run off the end of the screen, you're gone. Yeah. Okay. So, when you're, when you're not fighting an end boss, you can get away with skipping the whole level, but you're going to take damage along the way. So, you've got to hope that those potions bring you back enough to have made it worth your while. But there are a couple levels where you can run through them. I'm sure you did that. Oh, yes. You? Oh, yes. Because, <laughs> because fighting this stuff can get tough. <clears throat> um, the, uh. There's a level here where you fight centaurs. This is the the, the Nona River. Uh, this is the centaurs are cool looking, and when they die, it's really cool. They kind of kneel down, and their torso kind of topples over. Real neat. If you kill those guys, you get the sword. Uh, you get the spear from the spearman. You get the bow uh, when you go to Athens. Uh, I never got any of the other weapons. That was all the weapons I got. Did you get any of the other ones? Uh, Sword, your club. Yeah, you club, pick the, you club the club off the ground. Yeah, yeah, the club. You get that one for free. And, and your foot, you, you can just do an unarmed strike. Uh, that's from the very beginning of the game. Sometimes it actually still comes in useful in the bow. No, that, I, that's all yeah. I got as well. Now, there's a couple standout levels here I want to talk about. Uh, Mount uh, Emetholius, I believe, uh, or Ermethonia, whatever it is. As you go through it, boulders come off the cliff. I could not dodge these boulders to save my life. I don't think I went there. You have to jump them. You can't not get hit by them. You have to either jump them or you just get hit. That's just the way it is. And they do tons of damage. Uh, at the end of that level is a giant four-armed man. He's huge. He's cool, too. He's got, Goro. You know, he's much. He's cooler, he's cooler than Goro. Uh, uh, but he was neat. Uh, in Nemia, you fight tons and tons of lions. And at the end of the level is a huge lion you've got to fight. Yeah. And this lion will rear up on its back of legs and try to try to get you. He's tough. I just skipped past him to get the potions and stuff. I couldn't 
He was too hard. Yeah, but you have to defeat him to get the uh, the uh, thing that Aphrodite wants you to get. Yeah, but I, I just well, that's why I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> now get this one uh, in the in the forests of Lima. Okay, as soon as you start the level, you hear this unholy noise echoing through the woods. It's real creepy. I was like, what is that? And so you fight some crabs, and eventually you get to see what's making the noise. There's a hydra at the end of this level with all the heads. I don't think I saw it's that It's going either. bananas. you got to go in there and start whacking that sucker. And as you're killing it, some of the heads are dying. You know, I didn't kill it. He was aw- he was <laughs> really cool uh, to, to see fight. But that's the, that's the way this game goes. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not uh, do well. I managed to go through these levels with the use of save states and just gumption to, and, and just and time. It took me forever just to get this information, just because of the way the game works. It I, I think if I fooled with my controls enough to where I can make this pretty good, I think this would be a fun game uh, if you uh, if you had the time to sink into it and had a, a proper GS. One thing you can do is when you've got all your weapons at the bottom is you can actually skip through them. You hit the W yeah. button. You Slide can skip through the weapons. You yeah. skip through them. Uh, this game does uh, have pull-down uh, menu tasks, but they don't do much. You can turn the music on and off. Uh, yeah. You can turn the joystick on and off. And if you decide you want to play this without a joystick, uh, you need a keypad. Uh, it uses a keypad, or you have to reprogram your, your controls to use the you know a, a keyboard keypad uh, on this thing. Uh, I would say the graphics on this, I mean, in some areas, the graphics are awesome in terms of the animals and stuff yeah. and the backgrounds. I think they're pretty good. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, in some ways, they're more impressive than your game and in some ways not. There's, it's, the, it's the classic game where like a big chunk of the of the screen is covered. You've got literally less than half the screen in actual gameplay. Right. They really cheese that part up. But they, someone took some time to draw all these creatures. I mean, they're really well done. There are also physical uh, obstacles that aren't animals, like uh, grates that fire shoot up yeah. or uh, falling, falling columns. columns. Apparently, this whole joint's falling yeah, apart. It's not a good day to, yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, it, the, there's, everywhere you go, there's tons and tons of these columns fighting, or like I said, the boulders on the one level. So there's some of that stuff. I would call Hercules not the most nimble guy I've ever seen. He's a lumberer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's not going to do any favors. I never got the shoes. I don't know if they would make you move quicker. Uh, one of the things you can get are the, are the winged Hermes shoes. shoes. Yeah, Hermes yeah. shoes. I don't know if they give you a better jump, or I mean, because Herc can jump pretty well, but it's you know he's pretty he's a stiff guy. He is. <laughs> but I thought this kind of captured the uh, feeling of ancient Greece. They did a good job with the th- theming of it and stuff. What did you think about this one? I I'll, first off, I'll be a hundred percent honest. Yeah. I only put about an hour into this game. Mm. Um, I played this game first and got it working first. Went to my game yeah. thinking, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to put some more time into it. It didn't happen. Uh, what I what I did was play my games for hours and hours and hours and never actually came back to this. So this is off an hour's worth of experience. So if I'm messing up something, that's why. This game looked good, sounded fine, uh, controlled okay, but the control was the worst part. And we don't know about that. We don't know. Well, I felt my control setup was pretty spot on. I could make him do what I wanted to do. That wasn't the problem. My problem was that what he was doing wasn't impactful enough 
to, to get the job done. For example, to my knowledge, there's no way to block. And no. because of that, there are certain fights where you you go and you can step backwards, but like you said before, you turn around to do it and you just get hit every time. So yeah. a, a lot of the game felt like I was going up, I was facing my enemy, I was doing my attacks, I would win, but maybe I would take a hit, right? And then I'd go and you go a little bit farther, you find the next enemy, it's the same thing. And by the time you get anywhere in the game, because your health it carries over in between stages, uh, you 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 can't get anywhere. You it, the game was very restrictive in that manner. And like any kind of boss I went up against, no chance, no chance. Now, is there a strategy that will let me get far, kill some of these bosses without having that kind of problem? I'm sure there is. Maybe the game's just designed to be real hard. But I felt like I didn't have the tools at my disposal to put up a better fight to make the game more enjoyable. Love the setting. Uh, the story was fine. You know, you're you're earning your immortality. It's a classic story. Exactly. Uh, I, I liked that the game just let you go and you had all these places you could go to. I liked that you found hints on the ground that said, you know, if you go here, then, uh, you know, you'll get, you can get this, or this will be found at this kind of, at this location. Some of them were a little, like, puzzly or riddly. I liked all that. I just feel like if the game was remade, I think this is something you could remake uh, with even just a slight moderate spin, make the screen bigger, uh, give Hercules more moves. This could be a lot of fun. As it is right now, I, I'm, you should probably still check it out. I mean, especially if you've already got your GS2 emulator running, check this out. No question. But don't try to figure out a GS2 emulator to play this game because it's just not that good. I'd play them both if you're going to take the time to figure it out. Oh, absolutely. You know, but here's the thing about this this game. It's a, it's a funny game. Because you really need to move. Uh, someone mentioned it in chat, and I was thinking the same thing when he said it. There's a sort of sedan quality that's including the stiffness of your guy, the way he, the way he reacts. Yeah. You have to sort of master the controls. Uh, but the difference between this and that is you can sort of say you can sort of roll at your own pace as you go through it. This, with, with Zeus uh, screwing you repeatedly, like you can't sit still for more than a few seconds before Zeus drops the hammer on you and sends more crap after you. Uh, it's, and it's tough. Uh, that makes the game tough. You can't. You have to always sort of press forward. Yeah. And Hercules is and not. This game doesn't move at a, at a rapid clip anyway. It's the exact opposite of the first level of your game. Uh, but this is one where you just have to basically. Uh, and maybe it's a little bit like the game we played. Uh, your uh, uh, game you came around on, where you have to sort of just master the controls of how yeah. stuff works and master the, where the hit boxes are at certain times. But I thought this was a pretty enjoyable game. I think there's a lot of fun to be had here. Uh, I agree. I, I, this is another one where you haven't, uh, no one really, I've never heard anybody talk about this before, and I've never seen it before I saw it in that little video. And like you said, the, the setting is cool. I would like to get to the later reaches of this because there are areas you can't get to at the beginning of the game, and I never got far enough. When it comes to the end bosses, one of the reasons you go out there and just get murdered is because you take a beating and it's just getting to the end of the level. And yes. I will say the health refills, you sort of need to memorize where what level you can get them on. Yeah. Because you can't get them everywhere unless Zeus 
decides to give you a break. Gives you a random one, right? You know, and it's not going to happen all that often. Uh, but I think I think this is kind of a kind of a winner, uh, if if you want the truth. Again, you'll have to go hunting uh, for uh, any information aside from what you heard from me because I couldn't find anything, and I looked all over. And the documents are just—it's like a two-sheet thing. It's yeah. real chintzy. I didn't see any uh, reviews of this anywhere, and I checked on eBay, and I couldn't see any for sale or any notion that this had ever been for sale on eBay. <laughs> and so, and I've never, also, you may have noticed from, if you're watching, I could not, also could not find a box, box for this. yeah. So I don't know, and no one had a box pictured. I'd love to see what the box looked like. Uh, uh, I'm assuming it came in a box. I mean, in 80, in 93, uh, you would think that it came in a box, which, by the way, this was released after. Way late. This was released after that the G, uh, the the Apple II GS had stopped production. So this was late in the game. This something had like, to have been one of the last games made. Something right? tells me that that Westwood was just trying to salvage something out of this uh, this game. It's odd that it was so late in the game, but that that's what's listed as the release date. And I was surprised that it was released that late, but that's the way it is. Uh, an interesting game. I thought it was a, a an intriguing game. It was okay. I thought both these games uh, were were sort of neat, uh, if I'm honest. Yeah. And I, I'm having looked at other games for the Apple II, just like I said, coming from the Amiga background, I saw many of my favorites, including Sword of Sodan, which I mentioned, including uh, Out of This World, uh, and a, a real ripping version of Zany Golf, which apparently is one of the top games on the yeah. system. Yeah. You know, I heard uh, that as with well. Good music and stuff. Uh, and so I think uh, if you take the time to sit down and emulate the 2GS, uh, you may be surprised. I should mention that the, the library for the 2GS is readily available on uh, archive.org. I had no problems getting in software, uh, and it's quite an, ex- uh, an elaborate collection of it. So if you took the time to fool with it and understand how it works, I think you might dig it. It's certainly one that we'll come back to in the future now that we've figured it out. Uh, Now, now, with all that said, uh, you know what time it is. It's the time that everyone craves. Let's get the wheel going. Oh, you get the wheel. All right, tell them what we got going on this time around, the Brent. Um, we added. uh, Right on the laptop. uh, Oh, uh, we added chat choice to the wheel. We love our chat. And our Retro Rewind... Okay, chat's okay. Uh, our Retro Rewind Burial. is the Neo Geo. Neo Geo. Oh, okay. M- MVS system. All right, all right, man. So let me help you out there with the, that. I'll give it a little the, hold. The, uh, the uh, wheel is kind of wanting to float. Give, give it some trouble here. Let's see what we do here. Come on, Burger Games! Burger Games! I like the GS. We need more like that. That was fun. All right. Oh, we barely missed the old chatty choice. And what do we got? We have time traveling games. Pachaco six five zero two games about time travel. You say time well, traveling games. That might be a lot of fun. Do you want to? Are we going to put any uh, limitations on that, or we're we just going to go for it? What limitations is there in time traveling? I mean, you know, like certain systems, certain time periods. I can't believe we have never done that. That's stunning to me. That, that's. That must have been on the wheel for a long time. Nope. Time traveling game. By God, we'll do it. Uh, listen, you know, speaking of the wheel, oh, uh, we are out of pie pieces. Wheel or, pieces. Pie wheel, whatever. So now, now is the time. Listen, I know you think to yourself, 
Oh, the people at ARG, they're flooded with emails with all the fine speeches. But I'm telling you, we can fit you in. Uh, please submit any uh, piece ideas to ARGpresents at mail.com. Or if you will go to our ARG Presents section on the Amigos Discord uh, and suggest them there, you'll be fully credited. Your name you uh, called out. Uh, as no we, promises. No, every time. You just I, said Pajaco's name, you knucklehead. I, I, I often forget. Listen, ignore him. <laughs> You'll be called out for your brilliance. Uh, we'll love, we're looking for some uh, systems we haven't covered, uh, and you guys have come through with some good, real good stuff. We're far beyond our ability to produce our own content. What are we you need, talking about? We I'm, need you to come up with it. I, yeah, yeah, you're dud. Sank the show. <laughs> Double dud. Good back Lord, to back. Man, I'm telling uh, you. The last Aaron, we want you to be making up more pie pieces. We have one other order of business we got to get to. Do we? We had a little contest going to oh, see who yes. could put up the highest score in our in our uh, the game we're in for the old That's ZX Spectrum. Uh, that name again, Aaron? What name? Shez Maxim. There it is. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Happy Shez <laughs> Maxim. Oh, and Z nine K nine walked away with this one. He broke it. Uh, he he <laughs> broke the game. He did find a loop system in the game where he could basically play indefinitely and put up a massive score. So Z nine, uh, be sure to check your private messages later this week, and we will have you a little gift certificate. To the old retro rewind. Well done. CA. Well done. I uh, uh, I had a feeling after I saw him <laughs> jumping on it early, he'd be killing it, and, and <laughs> killing he did. You know, I guess Brent. While we're thinking about it, uh, we've also got an event coming up here. It, it, it coming up in June. It's a little thing uh, involving our buddy the boat and us. It's the old boat <laughs> fest. The old boat fest. We're he's we're tagging boat along. Fest. Featuring featuring <laughs> Brent and Aaron. Tell what do you think about the boat fest? Brent, you want to give the people the what your honest opinion on boat fest? Is it going to be any good? It's oh, gonna, it's going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> but you want to be there for it, right? No, it's going to be oh, awesome. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be it's June twenty fourth. I'm going to be there. It's got to be twenty fifth, uh, two thousand twenty two. Just in case you're listening to this sometime in the future, uh, it'll be uh, oh Friday, time traveling games. Friday, uh, June twenty fourth, starting at four. And then Saturday, June 25th, starting uh, early, I think 9 or 10, somewhere in there. You can go over and get all the info at, uh, what is it, boatfest.info, I believe is the, is the uh, webpage. And you can get your tickets now, cheap tickets. Join us in uh, the center of Retro Gaming Universe in West Virginia. That'd be the Holiday Inn Express, Tate's Valley Exit, just a, just a piece down the street from us. About about an eight minute drive from here. That's gonna be great too. Just drive drive over to the con, chill. Con. You know? We're gonna do shows like we're gonna do a ton of shows over there. We got we got a lot of content. There's gonna be contests. I think Boat's saying there's gonna be over thirty retro gaming and, and console and computer. Basically, systems. if you're not going to Boat Fest, you're you're garbage. You're human garbage. Oh man, that's a that's a huge worldwide burial. <laughs> Unless you have... I'm sure that should be on the poster. You're not here, you're garbage, says the Brent. That'll get us over. Thanks, Brent. You've done it again. Actually, we're going to have a, a, a sister event taking place for those who can't make it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to have our own stream of the event, plus we're going to have uh, uh, some side events well, I mean, across the pond. It's part of the event. It's like right. a sister yeah. event. 
<laughs> you know, thank God you never did modest for the war effort. We'd all be speaking another language right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Dipstick. Send these people home, Aaron. Thanks for uh, turning out, everybody. We'll be back next week for time travel and games. Until next time, have yourself an apple. Adios. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our Vector Style Graphics and Bart Pitt for his amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Rolo, Olaf Hope, Aw, Terry Howard, John Schaller, The Slow Norris, Frodo NL, Chris Folds, Mitsuyama, Jason Warns, Rob Black O'Hara, Andy Craig, Andy Jones, Kevin Bean, Pachaco6502, Bitter Blitter, Anthony Jarvis, Steve Rathmason, Bernhardt Lucas, Dave Velociraptor, Graham W. Vetke, Roshi, Mr. B, David Terrence, Supertech Boy, Oram, Sundown, Texas Foosballer, Airshack, Retroalgy, John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, Templar Mar, On Collective, and Laurent Garou. They all have access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord channel, their name displayed and called out in the credits, and that warm, fuzzy feeling that they help keep ARG spinning. And you can too! Have an idea for a wheel piece? Send it to us at ARGPresents at mail.com. Did you know? BoatFest 2022 is a go. The Retro Computing Festival put on by the Amigos Retro Gaming Network. You can find out more at BoatFest.info. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can watch the replays on YouTube every Wednesday. Hope to see you there. Oh, no.